This is a download from BFM 89.9, the business station. Good morning, this is Frida Liu, it's Race Your Game. It's the final Friday of the month already. Sheila Singham from Human Equation is here. Uh, of course, this is our Tools for Transformation series. So we're going to talk about managing people and how the role of managing people in organization can be a tough one as there are so many personalities and egos to handle in addition to keeping everyone aligned with the company's vision, values and policies. So today, um, we've got Sheila Singham uh, with the guests, Beth Diana Samuel, Director of Operations at Bonsi Jaden, um, and they're going to share on how NLP tools are crucial for the human resource management practitioners. So uh, good to see you again, Sheila. So what makes you say that you know NLP tools are, are crucial for HR practitioners? See, the thing is, NLP tools um, give you the ability to understand what is going on inside of people mm. and to be able to address the issues um, you know, that are affecting them or affecting their performance and to be able to unleash the potential to better performance. Now, Frida, the whole word human resource management itself is what we call in NLP a nominalization. It's very cold. It's cold. Yeah. It's like a frozen word. It it's, makes you very dissociated. First of all, human resource why don't we call them people, mm. right? <laughs> or employee, managing employees, keeping them happy, keeping leading them people, alive. leading people, coaching people, bringing out the best in people. When you denominalize, when you nominalize a word like this, it becomes very frozen, and you know you kind of take away the responsibility of the doing, the process yeah. of engaging people and managing people. You kind of take away that responsibility and make it sort of very vague. And you actually make HR feel very distant. Yes. Right? Yes. Oh, HR, HR. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. And in many organizations, when I when I go and I talk to people, employees who come for my training programs about human resource management, they say that's a bit of an oxymoron. You know mm. what I mean? And I feel very sad to hear that because the whole purpose of this uh, department is to really make sure that employees um, are experiencing emotional wellness mm. at the end of the day. But because of the denormalization, because you you put it into that category of being so very formal, um, what happens is it, it just you begin to see the focus is just on policy, but the policies are adhered to. Mm. Uh, you, you, you use words like KPIs, you know, to, to determine employee performance, and the, then the measurement is just the, the performance. Yeah. But then at the end of the day, performance depends on doing stuff, doing the things that need to be done to ensure the performance. Mm. And that, again, depends on the state people are yeah. in. If I am unhappy... Right with the environment, I'm unhappy with with people in the organization. I'm I'm working in a cold, sterile environment. How do I then? Um, how am I going to be emotionally yeah, really connected. well connected? Yeah. You know, with my job, with with my work, right? It, 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 psycho- psychologically, you would actually be distant, and I mean. I've been through this, right? Mm-hmm. And you work your bare minimum, mm-hmm. you know, and say, okay, I met the objectives, but I'm I'm not fully engaged. No. I'm not. Right. I'm not passionate. I'm not engaged. I, I. There's no one there really to care about me now, Frida. We we spend sort of um, 
half eight hours at home sleeping and eating. We come home from work at about, most of us about seven and then we're out at, se- at seven in the morning, so 12 hours at home maybe. And the rest of the time is traveling to work and we're at work. We we spend so much of time making our homes conducive. Mm. It's a place where we can go and, and chill out and be really, really comfortable, our sanctuary. Mm. What about the workplace? Why is that not also a place that's um, where comfort is is of the essence, where people's needs, people's desires, people's values, what people want is being considered, as opposed to just looking at payrolls and yeah. salaries. Or oh, what and, the MD say, uh, because I cannot think. Correct. Right. So whatever the MD say is the rule, right? But mm. there is there, and I suppose human resources or people management, they should be that gap mm. um, to you know to meet what the bridge. Yeah, the bridge, right? Yeah. You know, and not not even further distance it. No, no. right. Okay, yeah. um, some examples of how NLP tools can help in the HR role. Okay, for one thing, um, basic NLP tools like building rapport skills and sensory acuity, which is the ability to notice um, people's uh, physiology and the mood. Know, yeah, the mood, you know, to so sense those things. That that is so essential in an office, because you know, very often uh, you have like a team leaving the company en masse like that and then people say what happened but they all seem so happy but they were okay what you know but you didn't look at the subtle signals of Mm. what was happening there right so that's one thing and then of course the ability to look at people's in negative emotions the limiting beliefs and to be able to coach them out of those is also so crucial. If I'm coming into a position and you want to promote me, I've been there for years, so suddenly you want to promote me somewhere else to head a new department, lead a new team, I might be scared. I might have the belief that I'm not qualified. So, you know, as a, a practitioner of human, uh, HR practitioner, imagine if you had the tools to sit there, guy, and in, say, half an hour, be able to clear that, be able to reassure him, give him a, a, a picture of where the future lies for him in his career, not just in the company. Mm. You know, to be like a mentor and coach, how powerful would it be for the development of that person to help unleash his potential? Mm. Okay. Another thing is state management. I I said earlier that to be able to perform and produce results, people need to be doing all the things that they need to do to get those results. But if you are not in a productive state, you are in a lethargic state, unmotivated state, you're, you're sad and something going on inside, and you uh, that definitely that's going to impact. Everything that we do, Frida, is driven by the state that we're in, dependent mm. on the state we're in. So, Imagine, and a lot of people say, oh, I woke up on the wrong side of bed and, you know, I, I'm just not in the mood to work today. You actually have no option. Imagine if like one month you come to work and you're not in the mood to work, then how? Yeah. You know? So would is there a, a way to get a person into a productive, empowered state? Yes, NLP gives you those tools to be able to do that. Right. Okay, so they give you the, the the tools to coach people out of unproductive situations. So usually what happens in a company when someone's underperforming, we just look at the behavior, we look at the performance and we label them. Do we actually go behind that and ask the person and find out what is causing, causing that, this behavior? This behavior or what is causing this behavior that is then impacting the performance or lack thereof, mm. right? If we took the time to 
sit. And then if we had the tools to be able to coach them out of that and into a productive state, into an excited, motivated state to be able to go and do their work. You tell me, is that powerful or not? Right. And yeah, especially if you, if you, I was just, I, I put up this meme on Facebook the other day, you know, when the scariest thing for an organization was when your most passionate people are quiet. Uh. You know, so are you are you aware um, why is this person not performing like he used to or mm. how she used to and in behaving this way now what could be causing it right and that's that's where i guess the real value of how human resources can come in. No, it's true also. Yeah. The thing is, Frida, in order to be able to engage with people this way, to have the confidence as, you know, in human resources to get the feedback from the people about how they feel, whether they're happy with things are the practitioners themselves need to have confidence about themselves mm. and not take feedback as something personal. Oh, why you think HR is not doing their job, is it? Mm. As opposed to that, it's like, thank you for your feedback. We're continuously looking at how we can improve to serve your needs. Mm. Human resource, The human resource management department has to be for the people. Yes, while they are executing management's um, vision for you know performance and that uh, adherence to policies and things like that and how how you recruit people and all that, at the end of the day, as you rightly put it, they are the bridge. They are the ones that need to really be engaging the people. Now, a lot of trainings I have are spurred uh, because teams find out after they do their employee engagement survey that hmm, employees are not happy. And mm. they're like, but really, we didn't know. But why? Mm. Because you're totally you know, looking at what people do and don't do. That the performance measure, you're not looking at the people themselves and what's going on inside their head, inside their psyche, you know. So if you're able to examine that um, and, and do something about it and help them to get into the state where they can perform better, that actually impacts the bottom line of the organization. And as I've said very uh, a few times in, in previous shows, when I go to people and say, NLP can help you to do that, they say, oh, really? Uh, it's all about the person, right? The individual, right? And everything starts with the individual, yeah, doesn't it? Yeah. Right? The, the, the will. Yeah. Right? I so, want to. Yeah. If I think right, I feel right, I'm happy, I, I have a sense of wellness where I am, definitely I'm going to give more to my organization. Yeah. Creative ideas. And if the people who are there to receive all these ideas also have a sense of wellness and confidence within themselves and empowering beliefs that, you know, change comes with new ideas and to encourage all of that. How how powerful would that organization right. be? So in the case of Beth, right, uh, you, you decided to do the NLP course as well. Was that a personal thing or a company thing? Um, it was definitely a personal thing. Okay. Um, I was at this point where I realized that in order to be the best version of myself at work, dealing with people, I had to do something about myself. So before I can start fixing issues around me, I need to fix myself. Okay. So All right. That's okay. pretty much how it I starts with me. Huh? Yes. I'll, we'll, we'll discuss a little bit more about why do you think, you know, um, all people in HR should acquire these skills. We'll discuss that after this. I'm here with Sheila Singham from Human Equation and Beth Dinah Samuel from Monzi Jaden. You're listening to Race Again, BFM 89.9. Break from midfield. 
BFM 89.9. It's Racing Game. Frida Liu here. Uh, Sheila Singham from Human Equation on the final Friday of the month in our Tools to Transformation series, talking about powerful tools for human resource management. She's joined by Beth Diana Samuel, Director of Operations at Bonzi Jaden. And, uh, you know, and she is, uh, of course, in the HR, in the HR team with the company. Mm-hmm. And, you know, just earlier on, Beth, you were saying that uh, uh, you, you came for this course of, on a personal level because it's like I, if I were to be of benefit to my team members, I got to work on me first, Absolutely. right? Now, so having gone for the course, why do you think, you know, um, uh, people managers, HR practitioners should acquire NLP and, you know, these timeline therapy skills? Well, I think the requirements of the job is, you know, quite straightforward. You have to, you have to be tuned in. You have to be switched on all the time. You're not just talking about dealing with, you know, hiring people. It's mm-hmm. more as their growth. It's, you know, like Sheila said, it's the state of mind that they're in. And that realization that how much that affects the work that we do, if people are happy, they do good work, they do good work, the clients are happy, the business is profitable. So it's really, it stems down to something very simple. Mm. But um, that realization is really what, you know, got me thinking and... Okay. Yeah, got me to join the course. Okay. So what? What? So what was it at that point that you were that you wanted to do this? It must have been something that happened or triggered you. Say, I, I want to look at doing something. Yeah. I I suppose it was you know just with the stress of the job, mm-hmm. going back home and bringing these issues back with me. I'm I'm someone who's very tuned in all the time. I'm all or nothing. So the the with my case, I was going back home with these issues, and um, it wasn't very healthy. And yeah. the, in six months in the role, I realized that I needed to, you know, do something and figure this out. I can't be, you know, constantly bringing this back home with me. I need to be able to manage my state of mind. Mm-hmm. And and that's what, that's pretty much the realization that I was in that um, this is something I needed to do so that I, in return, don't get burnt out. And I, and I realized that I need to be there for the guys in mm. order for them to perform. Mm. And... Um, yeah. Yeah. So, and your your cup has to be full before you can, you know, pour Absolutely. into other people's cups, right? Yeah. Um, so, what has been your experience in doing your job before and after you acquired these skills? So, what's the difference? What what tools have you been using with with the people around you? Okay, I think um, one of the tools I use on a daily basis would be reframing. Mm. Reframing is basically um, when guys, when the when my people come in and they are in a very negative state of mind. And I want to get them to somewhere positive so they can be productive. Because slapping is not possible. <laughs> no. <laughs> Unfortunately, <laughs> no. <laughs> so, yeah, it's just basically getting into a good frame of mind so they can do work. Actually, yeah, to take the positive learning yeah. that they can from that negative situation. Very yeah. powerful. Can you give a, a story of someone who came up to you? Sure. Um, this is actually a very common thing I think a lot of people can relate to. It's just getting really bogged down by client requests. Mm. So we're in advertising. So it's very common that the client sometimes gets a little bit um, pushy with things. Mm -hmm. And sometimes account managers tend to break under the pressure. Um, They are unable to see beyond the request. So they come in and they talk to me and and they pretty much ask for help, saying that I can't can't do this anymore. You know, it's very stressful. She's being very difficult. She's, you know, picking on me. But the issue is you're not being picked on. Mm -hmm. And it's my responsibility to, to, you know, to help them see beyond and um so it's very simple reframing exercise of you know bringing them to a state of you know the client thinking that the client's picking on them to 
allowing them to understand that the client's not picking on you. Yeah. They're probably being pressured themselves at work. So, you know, they've got their own objective, business objectives, and we as the agency should be, you know, helping them out. So if you can see it from that perspective, you'd, you'd approach this very positively, wanting to help them rather than think that you're being victimized in this. Yeah. And I can understand it's such a pressure cooker working in the advertising industry because they work long hours, sometimes they work overnight. Yes. And so you're tired and all this is happening. And yes. so you, sometimes you just need to, like, you, and that's how you feel. That's Absolutely. all you can see, you know. Absolutely. And you just need to talk to someone and say, hey, maybe it's this. And it's like, oh, you know. Yeah, and most of the time, it's not It's not that this happens to the best of us. It's not that, you know, any one of us, um, you know, can 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 not be able to see beyond. The, the truth is it happens to, you know, Managers, all executives, of us, all yeah. of us. CEOs, yeah. leaders, yes. everybody. And um, sometimes you just need someone to bring you down to earth and remind you of these things. So reframing is one of the I things. Mean, that I mean, I mean, there'll be days when I'm going through this, and I'll give a call mm. to Sheila. And Sheila, like this, then she'll ask me some questions. Oh, okay, <laughs> sorted. <laughs> yeah. Well, um, I mean, to, to tell you the truth, even? <laughs> even sometimes I'm. It's called being in your shoes, you know, yeah. and then you can't see outside yeah. of your own box. So that's the. Uh, process also that we call the perceptual positions right. yank you out of your yeah. shoes into a neutral position so you can see things so sometimes i also need that yeah. i would call a fellow trainer and i'd say you know this is happening and they'll say well get out into third position and look at it from the different and, and perspective. you know you can solve it but yeah. you're just in this yeah. you know, in know. This spiral and yeah. you just can't see it. i know i can solve it i just need to just get someone to ask me the right mm. questions to Absolutely, get my to, yeah. so reframing mm. is one of them right yes. what are some of the other tools you um, found most useful the other thing i use would be metamodeling it's a series of questions that you are similar to sort of reframing someone but usually I use this is when we are unable to identify the source of the issue so an example would be if somebody comes to me you know and they're pretty much at their wits end saying I need to leave this job I can't be here anymore okay this is the almost almost exit interview yes (laughs) okay and just that and I've been working for these guys and working with them and I know that you know, this is coming from somewhere deeper. I mean, sometimes people come in and you get that vibe that it's not, it's, they're it's not just sure. Just a job, yeah. Yes, and, or they're not sure about why they're unhappy. So it's my responsibility to help them see, um, sort of chunk down into what specifically is making you unhappy. And a lot of times I find that it's not what they thought it was. Mm-hmm. It could be something as simple as being unhappy at home and, or, you know, having a sick parent, having to take care of that parent and, and, their responsibility at work because they they feel like it's getting in the way of being a good a mm. good a daughter a good a good son so just that ability to um, get into what is the actual issue and address it so if it's as simple as I leave work very late therefore I don't see my parents and I'm very unhappy then leave work early you know okay. what's stopping you from doing that and then the manager we, <laughs> and then we chunk down okay. even more right. to okay. What, what is it that's taking a chunk of your time? Okay, if it's certain tasks, how long do you spend on these tasks? Do you have to spend that much of time on these tasks? And mm. it's very simple. And the next thing you know, we're down to the issue. And it's just const- and also right. constantly reminding them after that, yeah. hey, you're still at work. It's 8 o'clock. You know, are okay. you done? Can this be done tomorrow? Yeah, so I think it's that's another thing that I use. Okay, so you, you know, so it just it's just like so many things happening. And then you just feel so clouded. I and see. so you just sort of, okay. 
getting it down, filtering, filtering, filtering. Yeah, yeah it's yeah. called chunking down mm. to the real root cause of the problem. Because mm. a lot of people, times when people are so overwhelmed with something, they, they don't really get down to the root cause. Like yeah. Everything is coming to bear at the same time. Mm. So, And the beauty of this is that we're not solving the problem for you. Yeah. In NLP coaching, we never solve the problem for the for the client. They solve um, it themselves. They yes. solve it themselves. We, for us, it's by that, that questioning tool, yeah. that getting them to step out, getting them to look at things differently and they themselves then come out of that situation and feel better and are more empowered. Okay, so you say it's chunking down. Mm. Is there a time where it is necessary to chunk up? Yeah. Yeah, occasionally it okay. is and very often also it is it's good to chunk up chunk up because if they're down there stuck in that little situation and that's all they can see also mm. sometimes we will ask them oh, well what's the purpose of this? Yeah. What is this for? What is this right. giving you? What's this going to give yeah. you in the ultimate in you know, one year's time in yes, 5 years time yes, in 10 yeah. years so, time and then oh. they're like oh, okay so I know why I'm going through this now I have to go through this I have to kind of like go through this you know pond of you know yeah. wade through this thing because I'm plow through because I'm learning new things uh, I need to be ready for a next position when it yeah. comes to me I find that for me when I use this this the chunking down element it's like I want to be somewhere or doing something in mm. two years time mm. five years time what do I need to do now mm. to get there mm. and sometimes it's the most boring mundane thing exactly but I need to do it sometimes mm. I just, why am heaven's name am I doing this oh because in five years time I need to achieve this and this is the boring stuff that I need to do now mm. because there's a bigger picture that I'm going to absolutely mm, alright yeah. uh, f- final words around uh, NLP well you know Beth you want to go first sure um, I think NLP just what it does for you is it gives you tools that you know gives you clarity and in order for you to be in this industry and do a really good job at you know managing people is you have to be clear yourself um, and you're not only de- dealing with business objectives it's also with people yeah. so it's as simple as being clear about what you need to get done and how you need to get there so mm. that's what it does for you well human resource management oh how I hate that term <laughs> but okay managing people mm. is about understanding yourself first being able to clear out all your stuff and be fully confident in who you are and being able to have that sensitivity to look at other people and know what they want, what drives them, what's their purpose, what their desires, what motivates them. So that then you can use all the tools in your arsenal, so to say, mm. speak, to actually help motivate them to get to a better place in terms of performance. Yeah. When people perform better, the company profits. Ultimately, I mean, there's no two ways about it. Mm. So I do believe that in order to have those tools to actually go down and help people at a very personal, internal level, mm. these are the tools that we give our people in, in our NLP programs. All right. Uh, thanks for being with us. Uh, Sheila Singham from Human Equation. Uh, she'll be here the final Friday of next month. And uh, Beth Dina Samuel from Bonzi Jaden, thanks for sharing your experience with us too. You've been listening to Racy Game, BFM 89.9. Thank you for listening to this podcast. To find more great interviews, go to bfm.my or find us on iTunes. BFM 89.9, The Business Station.